What's up, everybody? Welcome back to episode two of Brotherly Level Sports. I want to thank you all for tuning in once again. I'm uh, I'm your host, Corey Lovett. I'm here with my co-host and my brother, Carl Lovett Jr. What's going on, man? What's going on, everybody? Thanks for joining us. Good to be here, man. Yeah, we back with another episode, man. We just want to thank you all for um, tuning in to the first one, and this is the second one, man. Let's and real just... quick, we want to thank everybody to the support that you know we've gotten so far. For you know, sure, the, the outpouring has been you know some special to see. So we want to thank everybody that tuned in to us last week, and uh, we're gonna continue going for y'all guys, man. So absolutely, absolutely. So let's just dive right in here. Uh, we're gonna start with um, gonna start a little different. Um, this time we're gonna start with with a ML, MLB topic this this week. Um, obviously, with Absolutely. us being where we're from, three one four area, six one area. I told you all the first episode we're gonna talk a little Cardinals here. So we obviously we would be remiss um, if we didn't mention um, Albert Pujols um, cracking the seven hundred um, home run club. One of only four players to do that, I believe, Babe Ruth, Hank Aaron, Barry Bonds, and now Albert Pujols and and I know I can just say from a standpoint of somebody who's been in this area um I would say there's no I mean Stan Musial he he was pretty huge in this area but to me in this area there's no I don't think in the St. Louis area no bigger athlete no bigger pillar than Albert Pujols so um it was awesome to see him do that I wish unfortunately I wish it could have been done at home but Unfortunately, that wasn't the case, but it was just awesome to see him finally hit that. He's awesome player, man. And just for for me, like to have witnessed him play multiple times, like seeing him um, play. And to be honest with you, I think he's one of the best, the best home run hitters of all time. So, Carl, I'll just throw this to you. What 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 has Albert Pujols meant to you, and what has it been like to 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 see and witness somebody? Um, that that that's gonna go down as one of the greatest home run hitters ever. Well, f- for me, being a lifelong Cardinal fan, uh, it meant everything. You know, Albert is is the standard for me, uh, and uh, it was it, it was a a great, incredible accomplishment, an historic accomplishment by a incredible, historically great player, and um. For me, getting able to see that last week was uh it definitely hit on a lot of different levels. Um just being able to see that. It was truly something special to witness. Um, like you said, it would have been nice if he could have done it in St. Louis, but I I don't think, you know, if there was any other place that he could do it in LA was definitely, you know, the second best place for him to do it in, you know, just with him being a former Dodger and uh, you know, spending, you know, the amount of time that he spent there, not with the Dodgers, but in L.A. with the Angels, obviously. And, um, you know, the thing about – for Albert, Albert, for me, you know, I always say when we evaluate these all-time greats, mm-hmm. and no matter what sport that, we, that we're evaluating them in, whether it's baseball, basketball, football, anything, obviously you take their totality, everything in totality, their career from start to finish, you take that all into account. But – one of the biggest things that I look at is the peak, meaning them at their best. You know, take Michael Jordan, for instance. His peak, obviously, was in the 90s. 
He was able to win six finals, six MVPs. Um, I always say Tiger Woods, his peak, obviously, uh, you know, from 2000 to, say, 2008 when he was, you know, just dominating the sport of golf. Absolutely. Winning all those major championships. Absolutely. uh, All those golf tournaments. Uh, I always say he, at his peak, was the greatest athlete I've ever seen because he dominated a sport in ways that I don't think any other athlete has ever dominated a sport. And so when I remember players, I always remember them. How good were they when they, how good were they at their best? Mm-hmm. And, you know, Albert at his best, obviously those first 10 years here in St. Louis and we were able to witness it all, you know, and, um, it was something incredible. It was something incredible to see. And, you know, those 10 years, you know, a lot of the younger, younger kids now, I don't think they understand how great this man truly was his first 10 years in St. Louis. Tremendous. And, and we obviously, you know, I'm a huge baseball guy. I remember it all. I remember all the memories that he provided us when he was with the Cardinals here. And, uh, I still remember the, the game six home run. I think it was against the Astros in 2005. I believe it was, you know, down to their last strike. Uh, at the top of the ninth, the one strike away, and Albert, you know, hits an absolute bomb over the train tracks. And I remember screaming at the top of my lungs being a little kid. That's one of the memories. I remember his three home run game he had um, in the World Series against the Texas Rangers. You know, things like that. And, but his peak, to get to what I'm getting to, his peak those first 10 years was as good as you'll ever see. Absolutely. And no doubt. I'll just, I'll just, I mean, I'll just give you the batting averages of what he did. You know, this was his first 10 years in St. Louis. This was 2001 to 2011, his first 10 years. 2001, batting average 329, 314, 359, 331, 330, 331, 327, 357, 327. That's insane. 312. And his last year in 2011, he proved to us that he was human. He batted 299. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. Just- he, won, he, he, won, he won three MVPs in those three years. And if you really look take into totality all the numbers, it probably could have been six. I remember one year he definitely got robbed of it. They gave it to Ryan Howard because he hit like 57 home runs mm-hmm. or something like that. And, and they definitely should have been that. There was a big uproar about that. And, uh, oh, yeah, by the way, he also won two gold gloves in that period of time, too. I mean, he was as good in that in that time frame. He was as good as a baseball player as you will ever see. And to me, what's so special about witnessing what he's done this year obviously coming back to St. Louis in his final season and breaking this record is that it's kind of taken us all back to what he was like back then in that time frame. It's a special moment. Absolutely. You know, it's kind of like for us who witnessed him when he was here, the first go around, um, it's reminded us of how great he was. And for the younger kids nowadays that wasn't around to see what he was like that, it's kind of put it in their minds to say, you know, let me go back and actually see, you know, what this guy was and how great he was. And you can just kind of see the outpour and adoration that he gets from absolutely the, these, all the other players around the league. And, you know, when he goes from other ballparks, they give him a standing ovation every time he comes up to the plate. It's just, uh, it's just a huge testament to what, you know, what he's meant to this game and what he's meant to the, like you said, I mean, St. Louis, we've had some historic figures, Stan Musial, uh, you know, Brett Hall, 
uh, Kurt Warner and the Rams when they were here in St. Yeah, Louis. You know, sure. We got a lot of memorable moments here in St. Louis, but I don't think anybody's bigger than now. Uh, well, to us, definitely. Yeah, I, to us. Yeah, know, our generation. Yeah, I'll say that. So, absolutely. And you know, like I said, Albert is a standard, and I'm just gonna. I'm. He's. It was like I said. It was some truly special witness for me. That meant I'm being able to witness that the other night was some truly special to me to witness. And uh, you know, a lot of times we um we don't give people their just due and their flowers and their credit until they're gone. But I'm just gonna come on and say it right now, Albert, man. It's been an absolute honor, privilege, and joy to watch to watch your career over the years. Thank Absolutely. you, thank you, five. Absolutely, and one quick memory I'll say about Albert Pujols, and I can rem- I can just remember one day I came home from school, and I and I and I seen breaking news on ESPN that Albert Pujols had had signed a new a new deal with the Angels. And I can honestly say, like, I was heartbroken. Yeah, man. I was it, heartbroken. It, it, it almost didn't seem real. It didn't seem At real because time, it's just like it, 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 Albert Pujols, he was, he was a pillar in, in St. Louis. So I was just, I was just heartbroken. But you know, the thing was, it wasn't like a situation with like a Kevin Durant leaving OKC because you know what? Albert gave us two championships. Absolutely. He had three MVPs, like you said, mm-hmm. and his he had two gold gloves, and his batting averages was was ridiculous. So, even though he left and I was heartbroken, I was still happy, and I was still happy to see Albert succeed wherever he went. Because, like I said, I was I can and I and I remember it like it was yesterday. Coming home from school, I believe I I was in probably I think I was in middle school. At that time, coming home from school and just just seeing it on ESPN that breaking news, Albert Albert Pujols was leaving the Cardinals, and and I can honestly say that I was heartbroken, man. It it didn't seem real. Like picturing at that point in time, picturing Albert Pujols in a different uniform exactly. was like f- f- foreign language. Exactly. It was something that we didn't understand. We couldn't even process it. Yeah. And and it, 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 you you just brought up an interesting point. Like he he won. Also, let's not let's not you know not. You know, pay, uh, you know, tribute to that because baseball is the one sport, you know, where you can have this transcendent great player and it doesn't always translate to winning. Yeah, that's true. You know, I mean, Mike Trout, who was an historically great player in his own historically right, great player. has never even won a playoff series. That's crazy. Barry Bonds, you know, it's, it's controversial him be, you can say what you want to say, but he did what he did. He didn't win a World Series. It took A. Rod leaving, bouncing around from team to team, till he finally got with the Yankees and finally breaking through and getting his. And he was a controversial figure, also. But Albert, he did what he did, and it also translated to winning on the field, for sure. And like for I sure. said, man, um, it, it's just been an absolute it's honor and privilege honor. to watch this man go out there and do and do what he does. And uh, I'm, I'm gonna miss him when he's gone. I know, I know, he left mm-hmm. here for ten years, but. You know, him coming back and doing what he's done this year has really, you know, rekindled all those just great moments that he provided to us over the years. And, yeah, man. Yeah, man. This would – and, honestly, this would be – to cap it off, it would honestly be a fairy tale story if they were – I mean, they look good this year. They're playing well. They just clinched um, the Central. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this is obviously a special year with this being Albert's last year. Uh, Yachty's last year. Shout out to Yachty as well. Um, undoubtedly, two two players who are going to end up in Cooperstown 
undoubtedly. So it yeah. just seems stop, like stop questioning whether Yachty is a Hall of Famer. Oh, right away. How is that questionable? Who's questioning? Oh, that? I, I heard it all the time. Oh, wow, it's because what he what he didn't what he didn't do with the bat or something like that. But I'm saying oh, wow. like no, just did this man. Yeah, undoubtedly two two players who is going to be in Cooperstown. So hopefully we get to see what the Cardinals can do in the playoffs. So transitioning from one player who just um, who was just chasing a record to another player who's actually chasing a record right now, and that's Aaron Judge who's chasing um, to break the Yankees' record as a home run hitter. So, since we just talked about Albert being a home run hitter, do you think Aaron Judge will get 61? I'm not sure how many games they have left. Maybe the 12, 11, 10? Something like that. Okay, but, I mean, do you think he'll get 61? And in addition to that question, when it's all said and done for him, what do you think he'll rank among home run hitters? Well, I, I want to say that he will get to 61, but here, here's what's interesting about Aaron Judge. He gets he gets the Barry Bonds treatment. I mean, they they pitch I mean, they avoid him like like child support. <laughs> <laughs> they avoid him like the plague. He hardly gets anything to hit, and what he does get to hit, he crushes it. So he like you know. I want to say, yeah, he is going to get there because he's that transcendent of a talent. But, you know, the thing about Aaron Judge is. And, you know, I had I had a problem. With yeah, Aaron yeah, and I'm, that's what bit. I'm getting yeah, to. Yeah, we, like, we, we've seen uh, sort of a, a maturation process with Aaron Judge. You know, he, he's a much different hitter than he was when he first came up, you know, four or five years ago. I mean, he, he was he's always hit for power, but he was a high strikeout guy. He really struggled with all speed, uh, speed pitches when he came up. And now. He, he's he's hitting for average. He's got a chance to win the triple crown this year. Yeah, you know. So he he, he yeah he he is he is a transcendent special player. Um, well the guy he's six he's six seven. What do, what do you think he is two two thirty two yeah. forty? And he he's so a, he's he's undoubtedly a power hitter. So and he's he, also a plus defender too. Yeah, he is. He's and a so tremendous he, athlete. To see some, I mean, the, the way he moves for his size is. He, yeah, he he's a different type of player. I don't think we there's never there's not a comp for Aaron Judge, yeah. you know. And as much as I and I, as much as and you know this, I had a early in, early on in his career. Yes, you did. There were there were you know. And a I lot. defended him. Yeah, and and I can understand and I get what you're saying. I thought he struck struck out a little bit too. And he much. did, he did. But you know, if you, if but, you're gonna give me 50 home runs, I I can I can deal with 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 some strikeouts here I, and there. I understand. But what my you're thing saying. was that I thought he struck out just a little too much. But even though. I, I thought he struck out too much, and even though even now he's going to negotiate his contract coming up here this offseason. Mm-hmm. absolutely. And if the Yankees do not pay him, they're they're just downright fools. Because I just don't understand, and that is just kind of what I alluded well, to with he, the Lamar situation too. You got you got to pay him. You got to pay him. Well, I, I don't I don't know if I would compare it to the Lamar situation because the Yankees are always they're, they're always going to be the Yankees and they're always they're, they're always going to be a destination for you know attractive pieces to come. Would you play. compare them to the Cowboys? Would you th- would you say that they're the, they're the, they're the Cowboys of, of the MLB? That they're gonna they're gonna be because they're the most popular team in in baseball. When you say baseball to people who don't know, they're they're gonna think either either Yankees or Red Sox, honestly. Yeah, or the Cardinals but, to an extent yeah, too as well. But See, like you said, I would compare that to 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 the Cowboys in in the NFL because, like you said, they're going to be popular regardless. Well, I won't. Well, the the the, the Cowboys rarely ever go out, and we're going to get to them later. Uh, obviously, we're very excited about you know what we've been what what's been about. But the Cowboys rarely ever 
go out and you know go go big game hunting, go big fish hunting. Mm. They don't really go after the marquee free agents and pieces. They don't really trade for big pieces. So I wouldn't say yeah, yeah. In in lore, yes, they're the marquee franchise in in football, just like the Yankees is in baseball. But I don't think I don't really think the organizations operate on the same, you know, on the same kilt. So, I mean, the Yankees have had stars after star after star after star after star that they've brought from the outside. The Cowboys like to, you know, grow their crops from within, to say it, for lack of a better term. So I won't really compare it to that situation. And as far as the Lamar comparison is, I would say if Aaron Judge, now obviously they should do whatever they need to do to keep him. They don't want to lose him, obviously. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Even though but they're going to be popular, Aaron Judge you still leaving, Aaron Judge leaving the Yankees won't be as devastating to that organization as Lamar leaving the Ravens. Because okay, if, 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 if Lamar is if Lamar is gone, I mean that that would be a tremendous like just that pretty much So what you're saying, let me let me get this straight. So what you're saying, if Aaron Judge leaves say they can't get a contract together and if Aaron Judge leaves the Yankees, you think the New York Yankees are attractive enough to still lure Absolutely, stars. they've always been. It's okay, the, it's the Yankees, just like just like the Lakers. The Lakers okay, will always but be. We we thought that with the Knicks, okay, we said the the all. Garden, the Garden. I'm just saying it's New York, it's the mecca. We thought superstars would would would, would attract to that, but then okay. when you lose stars and first you start all, losing, you you lose that that aura of the Garden. Okay, well, but when I say that, I'm just not saying that off the 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 the, new, the attraction of playing in New York. I'm saying that from the way the organization, obviously the the marquee franchise, but the way they're structured and the way they're built, they're built to con- constantly contend. The Knicks, the Knicks a, stink. Give me yeah. a break. Yeah, give me a break. The Knicks stink. Why would anybody want to? Why would why would the Knicks, even though it isn't your, why would they be attractive to anyone? The Yankees are going to be attractive because you you know you're always going to be surrounded by talent. The organization is always going to be run on the up and up, and which is the exact opposite that you would be able to say from the Knicks. So that, yeah, that's a horrible comparison. I wouldn't. I, wouldn't I mean, but I, I wasn't comparing it. I wasn't. I wasn't comparing it by the the culture because we know the Knicks are are trained. Okay, but I was just saying. I was just saying the aura that surrounds around the um the mecca. Okay. All in all, I think what you're asking me is if new is if Aaron Judge leaves the Yankees with that you know put the Yankee with they sort of say go into the tank i don't think that would be the case i think they will re it may not be immediately but i think they will rebound fairly quickly if they lost their judge not saying that they should not do whatever they can to keep him in the fold but yeah, yeah. i don't it's the yankees at the end of the day they're always going right. to be yankees. well I, yeah i definitely think they should pay him but all right oh no question they should yeah, yeah they definitely should but okay so moving on we're going to talk about nfl so cooper rush wins again man yeah, boy. Cooper Rush went in on Monday night. How doubt them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys? How I, doubt? I'm them. not. I'm not. I'm not gonna do it. See, I told you guys, I, I'm objective. I'm not. I'm not putting any stock in the Cowboys right now. I'm still just waiting because I, 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 I understand it's the Giants. It's Daniel Jones. He stinks. He stunk since he came in the, to the league. But I mean, and then there's been reports that Dak could return. Um, Week five against, I believe, the Rams. So, and Jerry Jones, here we go with this guy. And this is why I say this: the Cowboys will always be uh, number one in entertainment. Jerry Jones is saying he's welcoming a, a QB controversy 
and he's he's he, he'll walk to New York before he does any of that. But here's the thing. Can you win with Cooper Rush? They're winning. Yeah, but okay, let's let's just hold on a second. So, okay. Do you think we have a better chance with Cooper Rush than we do with Dak Prescott? No. I I I don't know that for certain, but this is what I do know. That game that game the other night. How they won that game, and like you said, albeit against the Giants, I told you last last week, I thought the Giants were fraudulent. I I, I know that they came in that game, they were two and zero, but I said no, it's Daniel Jones, it, it's the Giants, they they're pretenders. But with that being said, the way that the Cowboys won that game, and you can even say they the way they've won these last two games, there is no denying that this team looks different with Cooper Rush at quarterback. Than it does with Dak. You know why that is, and this is what this is what frustrates me. If if the Cowboys would operate like when when Dak comes back, if they would operate like they had Cooper Rush in with Dak, because they think that since Dak has made this money, that he should just come in and throw it around all around the yard. No, you don't have to do that. Lean, lean on the run game. That, that's a and fair that's, point. That's what they've been doing with Cooper Rush. That, that's a fair point. So if you use Dak like like you like you've used Cooper Rush, you run the ball. You let your run game establish a pass game. So that's like I'm saying. They 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 since they paid Dak this money, they think he has to come in and, and throw 40 pass attempts. No, he does not. If you look at when in Dak's best years, they had a run game. That run game opened the pass game. So if you let Dak just hand the ball off to Zeke, hand the ball off to Tony Pollard, throw in some play action. Man, that uh, Tony Pollard, man, looks yeah, he's great. A, he's, he's a great guy. Tony Pollard looks great. God's, he's a godsend. And I think that they should go and, forward. Uh, they, to be honest with you, Zeke has looked look good. Zeke has looked great. Zeke but I think going forward, they need to operate as a platoon. They need to give Tony Pollard and Zeke the same amount. Because Tony Pollard, man, it just good things just seem to happen when he has the football in his hand. For sure. And breakaway you know, speed, but just, like I said, it. I'm not gonna. I know you said you're not gonna get a little bit of, like not excited one bit. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna give the Cowboys a because they deserve it today. Yeah, they because, do. They because do. they deserve it. Let's be yeah. honest. The way that they've been winning is is ways that the, the Cowboys that normally don't win games the way that they the way that they won their game the other night. Come from behind, playing a clean game of football, not shooting yourself in the put, not making losing plays. That's not what the Cowboys have done. We we've seen it. We we know. And and I'm gonna just say this, man. Everybody, the tune is changing on this quarterback on this quarterback situation. I think we are approaching a controversy. I don't think we're there yet. I don't. Because when Dak went down week one. We heard Jerry Jones come out and saying, well, it's not that serious of injury. He could possibly back, be back in two weeks. He could possibly be back in three weeks. Now, we, we're reading stuff this week where Mike McCarthy came out earlier today or yesterday and said, we don't even have a timetable on deck. We don't even know when he's going to start throwing a football. So you went from saying that he could possibly be back in two weeks and not now saying we don't know when he's going to even start throwing? There's 
that's that's something to be said about that. And you know, this is this is how you know Jerry Jones. He doesn't he doesn't fully believe in that. Oh, absolutely not. That was proven because when he, because he's up here saying he he would invite a, a QB controversy. Did we ever hear? Tony Romo, I mean, did we ever hear Jerry Jones say that about Tony Romo when Dak no, took over he, the No, he range? was fully, no. He would have never no, said anything like that. Not at all. Not one bit. He, he didn't even want to, he didn't even want to give when, the team, team, uh, when Dak took team over, to Dak. When Dak took over from Tony Romo, Jerry Jones never came out and gave Dak his full blessing. It was always, well, Tony's still our guy. Well, he, Tony, Tony, when, we'll assess things when Tony gets back healthy. He never, he never handed Dak the reins. And now he is coming out at every chance that he gets trying to endorse Cooper Rush or trying to endorse the quarterback controversy. There's something to be said about that. He doesn't believe in him. He does not believe in Dak because he would have never said anything like that about Tony Romo. He did not even want to give I mean, it's, Dak you, the can, team. you can just see the way they handled the contract situation these last couple of years. He gave Tony Romo all the guaranteed money when it was time for him to get paid and didn't bat an eye. They pulled teeth to give Dak his contract for two years. I mean, that goes to show, he, to, there's no question that Jerry Jones has never fully bought into Dak as a quarterback. Or never fully bought into Dak as a person. Because from the looks of it from the outside, it kind of looks like Dak kind of, you know how Jerry likes They're to They're not buddy. close. Yeah, it kind of, yeah. Jerry loves to buddy up. You know, he, he, he was. He doesn't you know, even call him Dak. He calls him he Prescott. He called him Prescott. Yeah, he yeah. called him Prescott. Yeah. 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 They're not close. They're not, yeah. And to be honest, Dak doesn't really strike me as that type of guy, though. To be no, like to kinda, butter up, yeah, yeah, to butter up that's, Jerry. That, that's so. not who Dak is personally. That's not that's not who he is. I would, but Jerry Dak has always came across as his own man, and but yeah, it's obvious that if Jerry Jones have it his way, you know, Tony Romo would have still been dead. Dak wouldn't even have happened years ago. But this is what frustrates me about Jerry Jones. He comes out and he says things like, "You you don't you couldn't imagine the the amount." The size amount of the check that I would write to win a Super Bowl, but then he hi- he hires these puppets. He hires Jason Garrett, who who he controlled. He hired Mike McCarthy, who he controls. He won't go out. He won't go out in free agency. He won't sign any big marquee guys. We could have got Von Miller, but he tried to undersell him. Could have got Roquan Quan Smith. We could have got, but he, but he sits up here and his, and he says that you don't know the the size of amount of the check that I write to win a Super Bowl. That's hogwash. Yeah, that's hogwash, man. Well, he, he 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 takes pride in you know. Taking, they like and they like to build own, through yeah, the draft. They they, they, but build, still, they, man. they build from the bottom up, and he likes to take care of his guys. And I don't necessarily have a problem with that, but like you said, when you come out and make statements like. Oh, I'd write the biggest check you'd ever want to see if it, it came, and you, and then you're not going out on the outside to bring guys in to exactly to, know, be, and, to and, better and, your enhance team. that right. happening. Yeah, it's frustrating. You know, I, we're frustrated about that. Obviously, you're frustrated about it. But can we just be happy today? Can, can we just like not? Okay, you. We have every right to take it on a week to week basis with this team right now. But you can't deny what you've seen from these la- from this team these last two weeks. You can't de- you can't deny that, that that that's good to see. I've seen it before. I'm not I'm not I'm not buying it. All right. I'm not buying it. I'm sorry. I'm I'm not gonna do it. I'm not doing it with the <laughs> Cowboys, guys. I'm not doing it. You're not gonna make me do it. I've done it too many years. I've been a Cowboy fan for over twelve years, and they have broke my heart for ten of them. I stopped I I stopped letting them do it two years ago. 
but you do, do but it. you do agree that you like what you've seen from these teams these last two weeks. I like it. I like it, but I can't, I can't take. But here's the thing: I can't take much from it, though. No, you shouldn't. I can't take like much I said, from it. We've seen enough over the years from this team. We both have. I know who they are. That we we, we know not to get too far ahead of ourselves with this team. We know that. I know that. I know that. So, but it remains to be seen. So we'll move on to the next topic here. Um. So we're gonna react to the Packers. Go Cowboys. Versus, versus the Bucks. And I gotta be honest with you here. I know that the Bucks aren't really healthy right now. But I'll ask you this: what 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 did you really take? Did you take it? If if at if anything, did you take anything from this matchup with the Packers versus the Bucks? Yes. What what was your takeaway? What from I that? took away from watching that game was that I seen two teams that are extremely vulnerable. Okay. I seen well the, the Packers their offense has some serious issues. Aaron Rodgers looks like he doesn't have any rapport or chemistry with this new set group of receivers. And I look I know Devontae doesn't look great over in Oakland right now, but there's no doubt that Aaron Rodgers misses Devontae Adams in this offense. And it's and and I mean, it's Aaron's fault. Aaron Rodgers has turned into in, into discount Double check down. <laughs> I mean, they have they 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 have no vertical. They have no dynamic playmakers outside of Aaron Jones, and I think I seen somewhere earlier where they've in these these first three games they've scored one second half touchdown. That's a problem. That'll get you beat. Yeah. Sure. In most cases scenario, I know they won these last two weeks, but against greater teams, that will absolutely get you beat. And. As far as the books are concerned, now listen, obviously, Tom Brady was without his top three receivers like going into that game last week. And for them to have, have even been, you know, one play away from, you know, possibly tying to winning that game, I think was, it was probably was, was the best they could ask for. Now that's no excuse for them losing. They had the opportunity to make the plays and they didn't do it. So I'm not letting them off the hook for that. But Mike Evans was suspended. They'll get him back next week. I think they'll get Godwin back at some point. I I I I I believe that they will. When I don't know. And Julio, whatever you get for him is a plus. For sure. Their biggest problem is they're getting absolutely nothing from the running game. And absolutely nothing. Leonard Leonard Fournette had that had a big first week, but after that yeah. he's been non existent. And you know, Tom Brady we all know his personal situation and what he's got going on off the field. We don't need to get into that. But yeah, I seen my biggest takeaway. I seen two teams that has their work cut out for them going ahead. Now, I think that Tampa Bay probably has an easier. I, I think their better football is more ahead of them than the Packers are. Cause like I said, they will get their weapons back at some point. And that defense right now is playing unbelievable. Unbelievable. Vita Vea is a monster, man. Unbelievable. And. Devin White, Levante David. Yeah. They man, they so, look, honestly they look like that 2020 defense. Yeah. Last year they I don't know I don't know what was going on. Maybe they so, were yeah, in a I, bit I of really, funk. So I really didn't take much from that game going in like, uh, going uh coming away from it. And we definitely don't need to hear any of this stuff that, you know, Aaron Rodgers showed up Tom Brady. I got the best of Tom Brady. Please like, stop it. We, we, yeah, we won't even get into that. Well, that can, that's can a I, joke. Can I, can I get my Aaron Rodgers take real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Please. 
I know you've been chopping at the bit to do. You wanted I, to do it last. week. I wanted to, but I'm gonna do it. Go ahead, and I'm gonna do this for yeah, a few. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit back, please, and I'm gonna do this for a few of you all here. Who, who, who you claim that this guy Aaron Rodgers is is the goat? I've heard multiple people say it on multiple occasions. He's he's the greatest of all time. He he's he's the greatest throw of of the football, the most transcendent throw of the football of all time. And I just gotta say, give me a freaking break, please. And you know, I'll give you this: he's a four-time MVP. He's an all-time great regular season quarterback. I can't dispute that. But in this is my only problem with it: in the playoffs, he d- simply just does not get it done. And for you all that saying he's the greatest of all time. Is the goal not to not to win? Since when did the goal not become become winning? Let, let me just give you some numbers on Aaron Rodgers here. Since that long ago Super Bowl he won, and I give him credit for that, he won it. His record in the playoffs since that last Super Bowl is seven and nine. I'll repeat that for you all that didn't hear me. In the playoffs since that last Super Bowl, he is seven and nine, and altogether in NFC championships, he's one and four. And for you all that saying he's the greatest of all time, Tom Brady has been in the NFC three years, and he has and he has the same amount of NFC championships as Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> like, let that sink in for you guys. Come on, what are we doing? And then he 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 does all this talking. Oh, and and this is your main excuse. Oh, he doesn't have a defense. First of all, give me a break, because Matt Ryan made it to the Super Bowl with a 27th ranked defense, so it can be done. And then on top of that, you say he doesn't have a defense, but in the NFC Championship against the Bucks, Tom Brady was picked off three times. He did that, and Aaron Rodgers still couldn't win. So you say he don't doesn't have a defense, but his but his but his defense gives him the ball three times, and he can't do anything with it. So let's let's just go over the last two years of Aaron Rodgers Aaron Rodgers playoffs. Let's look back at twenty twenty. NFC Championship against the 49ers in the Bay Area, albeit he loses to Jimmy G. Who threw eight passes. He threw eight passes in that game. Jimmy G did. And Aaron Rodgers couldn't beat him. Albeit their their run game did have a day. So I'll give you that. And then how does he follow it up? 2021. Back to back. Number one seeds. Back to back years. And then he's doing all this talking about, oh, man, we got to get one of these NFC championships at home. We got to do that. Well, he got that. He got that. Against the Buccaneers. In 2020. And they lost. Again, like I said, Brady threw three picks. And he, and he, and he, and he, couldn't, and he couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. And then let's go to the next year. The round. round. Against Jimmy G. Once again. 
on the frozen Trump tundra that he gets one at home. And you would think that they would have the advantage. And Aaron Rodgers can't manage to score more than 10 points against the 49ers on the frozen tundra. Isn't that a shame? And his numbers in that in that game, 20, 20 of 29, 225 yards, no touchdowns. That's average. That's not what you expect from a transcendent quarterback. Absolutely. It's just not what you expect from a transcendent quarterback in the playoffs. Like I said, I will give you guys, he's an all-time great regular season quarterback. Can't I cannot dispute that. I can't dispute those four MVPs, although I think Tom Brady should have won, won one of those, but that's not for me to argue. He won those. Those are facts. But I just gave you facts here, though. He just doesn't get it done in the playoffs, guys. And I'm sorry. I know you guys love your beloved Aaron Rodgers. He just doesn't get it done in the playoffs. So that's my take on Aaron Rodgers. I'm not swaying from it. That's it. Yeah, I, I I don't have much to you know really. I mean that that, that if, if if there if there is no debate, you know when it comes to you know critiquing Aaron Rodgers against Tom Brady, there is no debate. In my opinion, it should be everyone's opinion because it, Tom Brady has more Super Bowls than every other than 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 any every other NFL franchise. And he's done it at two different locales. And all that criticism that he got in New England, people saying it was the system, it was Belichick, it was that. I think we've seen what Belichick has been doing since Tom Brady departed from him. Look at Belichick now. like. So I think we know what really was the root cause of the success over there. I don't think we have to I don't think we have to broach that question anymore. We don't have to broach it. We don't have to broach it because I mean, if you look at it, Belichick was about to get canned. He got canned in Cleveland. And then before before Tom Brady took over the reins, he was about to get canned again. So Tom Brady saved him. Yeah, man. So yeah, and all in all, I, yeah, that, that I took really nothing from that game that I already knew going in. I knew that the Buccaneers was depleted, and I know that this Packers offense is, you know, just not dynamic at all. Absolutely. And it, and it was going to come down to like who, which defense made more plays at the end, and that's what it came down to. Absolutely. And breaking news: I just got Aaron Judge just hit his sixty first home. All right. So all shout right. out to him. Um, yep. There we go. So last last NFL topic here, and then we're going to wrap it up, and then we're going to go to a little NBA, and then we're going to get out of here. Um, so give me – I'll actually start this. We're going to name our top ten teams through the first three weeks of the NFL. I'm going to start from top – from um, from ten, and I'm going to go down to one. Ten, I got the 49ers. I just – I like their roster. I'm not. I'm oh, not. You, you started from the bottom on up. Yeah, I'm. I'm okay. starting from ten. I'm starting from I ten, and I'm. Drop my mic here. Okay. <laughs> I'm starting. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Not not one. I'm starting from ten, and I'm going down to one. So I got the 49ers. I like their roster. I like Debo. Kittle is healthy. I like that run, their new running back that they got. I know. Um, their tackle just got hurt. Trent Williams. He he ended up. He got. A, he had an injury last game. I don't know if he's he'll be all right. Despite how Jimmy Jimmy G looked, did not look good against the Broncos, and I don't know what is going on with Russell Wilson. 
because I watched that Monday night game and it was just, Man, it was it, it was just hard to it watch. Was bad right now. It was just hard to watch. But so 49ers at ten. Number nine, I'm still I'm I'm gonna go with the Rams. They've looked a little bit sloppy lately, but I still I still think they'll they'll get it together. Eight, I'm not I'm not losing faith in the Bengals. I think they'll get it together. Joe Burrow was only sacked twice last week. That's a step in the right direction, albeit against the Jets. Sky. But that was that was that was like a lifetime achievement for them. To exactly. So I'm not I'm not losing faith in the Bengals. So I got the Bengals at eight. Number seven, I'm not losing. Faith in the Vikings. Don't sell your Vikings stock. I still got the I got the Vikings at seven. I like their offense. Jay Jettas, Adam Thielen. I think Kirk Cousins is better than a lot of people give give credit for. And I like and I their defense hasn't been been too good. I mean, fight, they fired their defensive coach and hired their offensive coach. So that was it. They were they were expected to drop a little bit there, but I still believe in them. Number six. Some some people might not might not like this. I got the Buccaneers. I'm not. I'm not losing faith in them. They just got. They they just got to get healthy. That's all. Their offense has not looked good this year. They just got to get healthy. Mike Evans was gone. Julio's got to get back. Chris Godwin was gone. Tom Brady's out there throwing a Scotty Miller. People, people he does receivers he doesn't even have rapport with. Jalen Co- Darden. Cole Beasley was just on his couch last week and he started. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I'm I'm not losing. They just got to get healthy because that defense is outstanding. That defense is number five. I gotta give them credit. I gotta give Tua credit. I gotta. I'm going with the Dolphins here at number five. I think they 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 hit a home run with 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 Tyreek Hill. Obviously, um, I think Tua. I gotta give Tua Pretty credit. Quiet last week, but I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. He no was quiet last week. No question. But he but he to that team. exactly. He brings a threat mm-hmm. to the team. So because you're rolling double coverage to him, and who, mm-hmm. you can't you can't Good double waddle them. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm gonna. I got the Dolphins at five. Four. I'm gonna go. I'm still. I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. I think. Um, Mahomes is too transcendent to allow that team to fall. Um, three, I'm gonna go with the Ravens. Um, I like what I've seen in Lamar. I'm not, I, I know they, their defense had a lapse, um, against the Dolphins, but I just think they, their roster is better. Um, two, I got the Bills. Um, I'm not, I, I, I know they lost, you could, I know you're probably listening and you're saying, hey, the Dolphins beat both the Ravens and the Bills, but I, I still think they're a better team. Um, you know, some, you have those games mm-hmm. where you just can't get it together. So I got the Bills at number two and one, I'm going with the Philadelphia Eagles. As much as it hurts me to say it. Yeah, man. I think that's, that's tough to say, but wow. As much as, as much as I, and I despise the Eagles, but I, t- I'm t- I told you last week and I tell you again, Jalen Hurts, I think Lamar and Jalen Hurts are the two MVP front runners right now, Absolutely. without, without like, question. Without question, right now. A lot of you guys had doubts about yeah, Jalen Hurts. It is something to be saying that right now. It really is. It is something to be Lamar saying. Lamar and Jalen Hurts are the front runners for MVP. That's crazy. Two people who you guys said couldn't Kill. throw the ball. Two people two who you people guys said who, what? Who, two who, people who you guys said should not be doing what they're doing. Shouldn't even grace the position. But they're front and they're playing head and shoulders better than any quarterback in the league right now. Exactly. So, yeah, I got, I got, I got Eagles number one because they just they look like the most complete team in the NFL to me right now, from Mm -hmm. defense to offense, just to everything. So, to review my list, I got Forty Niners ten, Rams nine, Bengals eight, Vikings seven, Bucks six, Dolphins five, Chiefs four, Ravens three, two Bills, Eagles one. I think we have all the same teams, just different orders. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start from the top and work my way down. Okay, go ahead. So, 
obviously you said it as hard as it is to, you know, admit the Eagles are number one. Jalen Hurts looks like he's making it look easy right now, what he's doing. And like you said, A.J. Brown coming over adds another dimension to that team. Certainly. Devontae Smith is, is a button star. This is just a really good football team. It is. Just, just, just from top to bottom. Um, they got the weapons. Their defense is, is, is solid. And it's all going to come down if Jalen Hurts can, you know, continue what he's been doing. Can he? I don't know. I think he can. But as of right now, they, they are head and shoulders. They have separated themselves from the pack of everybody else from what I've seen these first three weeks. Shout out my boy AJ too. I, that, that was hard for me to say. I know you're a big Eagles fan, but yeah. Two, I got the Bills. I still got the Bills right there at number two. I think that game, I think the Bills really didn't take the Dolphins as serious as they should have that last game. And because, you know, they made some very, very, they shot themselves in the foot a lot of times throughout that game. I know the obvious one was the last play when they let the clock run out, but it was so many plays that they let they had out. A, they had a butt, butt punch. Yeah. What was I that? I mean, there were some crazy things that happened in that game. That, that was a crazy game. I watched that game pretty much from start to finish. Um, yeah, I got them in number two because I think, you know, they pretty much – I think they're more of what we've seen the first two weeks than they were Sunday. Exactly. Yeah, I know? do too. So I got them in number two still. Three, I got the Chiefs. Okay. Because, you know, obviously – Obviously, they're missing Tyreek, but I still believe that Patrick Mahomes is still that transcendent of a player that he's going to find a way to get it done. And their yeah, defense really hasn't been hasn't really been that bad. Yeah. Somebody needs to get a hold of Chris Jones. What is he doing? What? what, what, what why? why is it with these players that they can't get out of their own way? I mean, he 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 makes some of the the stupidest plays at the worst opportune crucial times. Then, and, and I don't, I mean, I don't want to diminish Andy Reid as a head coach, but I mean, that's just a lack of discipline. Undoubtedly, man. And it really, it, it really, in a certain extent, cost them that football game. That unsportsmanlike. Because, oh, undoubtedly, because they, 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 they were off, they stopped they were, them. Yeah, they were they off stopped the them. field. And he just had to say something to Matt Ryan. And I think he said something to the official, too. Because that that was too quick of a flag that they threw. And then but, you you're gonna have people who are saying that's a soft call, that's a weak call. They no, can't. you have to. Those know. are the rules. Yeah. They they put the emphasis as bad of a, of a rule as this taunting taunting stuff is, and I don't like it myself. But you gotta know I mean, the rules. Well, whether it's soft or not, as a you have to be more aware of the situation at that you point in time. You Get can't make that way. crucial of a mistake because you're making it about yourself at that. Yeah, point. that's just stupid. So I think I think they would be. They would probably be at the top of my list, right? Well, now the Eagles still be, but I probably have them right behind them if they were still they would be sitting at three and zero. And uh, yeah, Patrick Mahomes, you know, he's obviously missing Tyreek because Tyreek opens up the field for everybody. We know that, and uh, yeah, you know, we we've seen this team do some kind of uncharacteristic things. You know, Patrick Mahomes is you know going there with Eric Benemy on the sideline and things like. That. We're just seeing different things from this team that we. Haven't I hate seen to see that because they're they're, they're going to use that now to. For be a reason he doesn't get a job. Yeah, but. that that wasn't a good thing to see. So yeah, but yeah, I still have the Chiefs still at number uh, at number three. Number four, I got the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson is unlike any player we've ever seen in this league. He can single handedly 
carry a team over whoever their opponent is, no matter how better their opponent is, when he's at his best. And he's my front runner for MVP right now. And I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he didn't want to negotiate his contract in the season during the season. Maybe he didn't want to do that. But if I was the Ravens, I would be bagging up. I, I, forget a brink stroke. I would be taking him to the to the to the National Federal Reserve Bank and, and, and just telling him, just saying, "Here, this is yours." I don't know what. I don't know. I, I don't understand what the holdup is. The price goes up every game. Yeah, I don't understand what what the reservation is they have on this guy. But clearly. I mean, and John Harbaugh said it after the last game. He plays it his own way, but it's winning football. Winning football, man. It's winning he football. Wins. So yeah, they're. Uh, I got them at number four. Um. So yeah, uh, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and show the Dolphins love right now. You got to. I'm gonna put them at number five because they are three and zero, and they found a way to win. I don't know. I believe at some point we're going to see Teddy Bridgewater out there. I don't. But due to injury? Due to injury. Okay, okay. If that's the case, I, I okay. Because th- that's been my main reservation on tour. He's not durable. He's too small. They may be in some trouble. They I, they probably are. They're, you know, you, they're you, investigating you, you, them right now about that concussion. Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. He, he got up and his leg looked like spaghetti. Yeah, I And don't they know. said he wasn't, you know, feel, obviously not. We, I mean, we seen what we saw. But, uh, yeah, I think at some point... You know we're gonna see Teddy Bridgewater out there, mainly mainly due to uh, due to injury. And I don't think it'll be because of performance. Because you've always said that was your that was your problem with Tua. You didn't yeah, think that's always you didn't my think he, he was durable. I, I never I never questioned his ability to play the position. I've always questioned you know his, his durable. Kind of kind of the same thing with Colin Murray. Yeah, he's really. a two two very yeah, smart. I don't guys. think you know he can hold up throughout you know a season you know in the NFL you know with being at his size. That's always been my reservation. So I do think at some point we'll see, which wouldn't be bad. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater is a serviceable quarterback. He is. You know, I don't think, you know, that Tua is heading. That wouldn't be the worst thing for them if Teddy yeah. Bridgewater yeah. was coming and filling in. Yeah, for, I think, you know, two I or think three games. you can integrate Teddy yeah. in you, this you offense could, just you, as well. You got yeah. enough talent around you that where you can still go out and, and, you know, compete with Teddy Bridgewater at your quarterback. So yeah, the Dolphins are number five. Number six, I got the Rams. They haven't looked mm-hmm. great at times all year. You know who looks bad though, and I never and I never understood the signing anyway. Allen Robinson, they signed him and he hasn't he hasn't given him any well, he, production. He, he's never yeah he's never been you know I don't know what they maybe yeah maybe, maybe this will lead to you know them signing Odell you know sooner than, rather than later because obviously yeah like you said he hasn't he 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 hasn't looked good at all these first couple games and you know I don't know is maybe 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 a scheme maybe they're not you know. Because, I mean, Matthew Stafford threw ten balls to Skoranek the other game, so maybe maybe they got to do a better job of integrating him into the offense. But yeah, he hadn't looked good at all these first three games. So, but and now that has the Rams as a unit, they haven't looked great. I mean, their defense, you know, gives up a lot of big plays. They make they have a lot of mental lapses. Uh, you know, Matthew Stafford hasn't looked the most consistent at times this season. So they got some things they need to figure out. But I still think when it's all said and done, they'll still be you know one of the top teams. In the NFC, so I got them sitting right there at number six. Number seven, I got the Bucks, uh, mainly because you know I'm the biggest Tom Brady fan, and uh, I believe that they will figure it out at some point. Absolutely. And like I said, that defense is playing so great right now, and they're going to get their guys back. Mike Williams, I mean not Mike, excuse me, Mike, Mike Evans will be back next week. 
like I said, I do believe they'll get Godwin back at some point. I don't know when that will be, and I don't know what he'll look like, but his presence out there alone, you know, will improve their team. And like I said, whatever you get from Julio at this point is a plus. So, yeah, I got them. Um, next, I got the Packers. Oh, wow. I do. Um, because I actually had the Packers at 10 at first, but because I, I was going back and forth between them and the 49ers, but I just think the 49ers have a better roster. So, go ahead. I got the Packers. Um, one, two. They're my seventeen. So yeah, I think that I think they will figure it out. And Aaron Rodgers, you know, I know you just you know buried him twenty feet deep earlier, but I, I think he, the guy still is you know one one of the top two quarterbacks in the league, and they'll figure it out. And um, number eight, I got the Vikings. But I'm not confident in it at all. You are much more bullish on Kirk Cousins than I am. I think he's I good. Think we, I think we've seen Kirk. I mean, because. You like that? Be, no, I don't like you it. You like that? And, and I think we've seen, you I know, like these it. last two weeks. I mean, because they, they, they should have lost that game Sunday to Detroit. They should have, but they didn't. And I'm bullish on Detroit. I like that mainly because of hard knocks. That was by far the best hard knocks I've ever seen. And, uh, Jamal Williams, I'm a fan of that dude. They should have lost that game to the Lions. Let's just be simple. And they got to do a better job of getting Jordan Jefferson, I mean, Justin Jefferson the ball. Mainly for my fantasy's sake. <laughs> but what am I supposed to do with three catches for 14 yards? So, yeah, they got some things. But I got them at, I got them at number nine. And I'm gonna go and squeeze the Bengals in at ten, just because you said my own my because they would be higher on this list if they didn't start off zero and two, because this team is a talented team and they do have an elite quarterback. And my only reservation on this team was would they be able to protect Joe Burrow? And they they did a good job, you know, last game. Like you said, he only got sacked two times. Like saying he only got sacked two times, just like Man. saying they won the Super Bowl at this point. <laughs> because yeah, so if they can continue, I think. I think you will we'll start to see them ascend, you know, from this point out. So I got them, and that's my top ten. Um, I don't have the 49ers in there. That's I don't have the Chargers in there because they got absolutely rolled. I was just about to say your your Jaguars was picked to win that division. Yeah, it's not, it's I, I would. Now I would. They the They're Jaguars looking, are on my bad. like right on the front. I wanted to put them in my top ten, but I couldn't squeeze them in over the Bengals because I don't think, you know. But man, Trevor Lawrence looks really good. Yeah. And the 49ers don't and the Chargers don't. And I got both of them, you know, winning the division. Right. My division, my playoff, my division picks don't look good right now at all. So yeah. I'm going to hold in there. Uh, like, oh yeah. And I also picked the Saints to win the, uh, go to the playoffs too. And I, bro, James, I don't, James, what is, what is I don't know what Jameis does. Losing the Baker Mayfield. Um, Jameis is just, he's a likable guy. But he gets on the field. I don't want to. Spend, I don't want to spend too like, much time on Jameis. But I'm just. It, 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 it is a conundrum with him. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what. I mean, he make he makes throws and plays at times. You're like, okay, yeah, there it is. We see it. Then he makes plays like Jameis. You should have known that in high school, bro. Exactly. If he wasn't so reckless, he not, is so look, careless look, with the football. I'm, I'm gonna say this, and y'all, I don't know if you agree. If he wasn't so reckless, I think Jameis could win an MVP in this league. Oh, he has but the ability because he threw. He's thrown for five thousand yards. Yes, also with thirty plus. Exactly. That's my point. You <laughs> shave off some of them picks. That's an MVP season. 
Yeah, I mean, you can't like you can't burn my house down and, and then save me from it and then expect me to thank you and give you a kiss yeah. afterwards. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. yeah right. My my picks don't look great right now, but I'm gonna hang in there. All right. So and, that's uh, all. just just uh, if you notice, I didn't have the Cowboys in the top ten. We not getting that excited. Me neither. Me neither. <laughs> I'm not, I don't, yeah, I'm not doing that. All right. So that's our top ten. So we're gonna move on to a little NBA here, and then we're gonna get out of here. I'm looking forward to this next topic. So. We got to address the unfortunate situation with Ame Udoka. Yes, we do. We got to address it, unfortunately. I'm going to let you start this one. Um, just uh, when I when I, when I I seen the news, it, 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 I, first of all, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yes. What are you doing? <laughs> do, all right, we won't get into that because I'll no, be, no, I'll no, be no, all let, day. Let him know. Let, let, no, but address, I, address what you're trying to say. Okay, okay. So for those of you who don't know, I may because a lot of people may not know that. Right, I may Doka has been suspended from the Boston Celtics um, for the for uh, for the 2022-2023 season um, due to the um, I, I want to call them allegations, but it seems that it's it's true. Um, so basically workplace misconduct there there are a lot of stories out there though so i don't really know which one to go with but mm-hmm. um basically he was messing with uh a married woman that was employed by the organization by the organization and that was subjects. married to uh a higher up and within the organization exactly. as well so but okay so here's my question on on this do you think they should have just instead of suspending him for the whole year do you think they should have just flat out just fired him Yes, I do too. And I'll get into that. I'll let you continue on because I know you have more to say. But I'll, I'll get it. I'll get into that in just a little bit. I mean, the, yeah. I mean, I I don't have much. It's just I just feel like first of all, it's it's it's. I mean, you can judge I may Doka whether. I'll leave that up to you guys. I think it's irresponsible. I mean, you just came off of back to back. I mean, you just came off of a finals berth, and to kind of put that situation. On the team, I just think that's a little irresponsible, mm-hmm. and he deserves, you know, he deserved. I thought he deserved to be fired, because that to me that's a fireable offense. Yes, because if you do that at your at your at your job, at your nine to five, and the workplace has that in in in, in writing, that's a fireable offense. You're yeah, they have every, yeah, they have every right to fire him if that if that's the decision that they were coming to, but they didn't come to that. So, I just think it's 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 an irresponsible act from I may look but my question is, do you think that the Celtics can block out these distractions and still remain a title contender, even because they have an interim coach who I, I've never I've never really really heard of. He's a he's a, a system he assistant. He's only thirty four years old, I believe. Um, so do you think that the Celtics can block out? Cause they had, they actually had a lot of distractions this offseason with the KD trade. Mm-hmm. Jalen Brown was mm-hmm. not happy that he was involved in that. And, and Grant, na- Grant Williams is, is going to miss a good portion of the season. And, and now, and now this, mm-hmm. and this is a team that just came off of a finals berth. So do you think that they can just block out these distractions and, and, and remain a title contender? It remains to be seen. We're going to have to see what they look like, you know, once everything, because, you know, uh, obviously this situation is very, very confusing and very messy, to say the least, because 
because let's get the facts out. Let's let's put all the facts out throughout this. So this is what we know. They says it was a consensual relationship that he had with an employee, mm-hmm. female employee that worked there, and and I want to remind everybody, this is not a league matter. This is strictly this the is strictly the Boston yes. Celtics. Strictly the, the so Boston Celtics. This is an organization taking this action against a head coach that they brought in last year who was a rookie head coach that clearly got more out of this team than what Brad Stevens was getting out of. Can we, is it fair for oh, us to say that? Absolutely. Brad and, Stevens wasn't preaching defense at all. And, you know, you were – you were very, you were a couple plays away or maybe a couple games away from winning or, or a series away from winning a world championship with this guy in his first season. Clearly, he brought an identity to this team that was lacking prior to him coming there. And it's just strange to me that this is the route that they would take, that they would, you know, it almost seems personal, doesn't it? You can, you can, you. I, I have no problem with you making that assumption because, because how many times have we seen, you know, teams whether where it, because like I said, this is a team matter. This is not a league matter. How many times have we seen teams handle things internally where they've either fined a player or a coach or suspended a player or a coach, and just strictly, and nobody knew anything and strictly about labeled it conduct detrimental to team. Uh, uh-uh. absolutely, absolutely. Absolutely. So the fact that they would go and, you know, release all this information willingly, because all this information had to directly come from them, because they're the ones that are, you know, handling this entire matter. And it is their policy that, that, you know, that's in place here, because I, I don't think, I, I'm not sure, the, the NBA doesn't have any policy against this, does they? I don't know, I'm not sure. I think it's strictly. I know of. Yeah. So it's just strange to me. That they would jeopardize, you know, what they could possibly be going into this season and bring something like this onto their team just because of something that, you know, could have easily been avoided. Now, I'm not saying that he was right in, I'm not defending, I'm yeah, that's not, that's not for us to decide. Let let, let me, let me, let me, let me be perfect. I'm not defending Ami Yudoka in in this situation whatsoever. If he knew that there was rules in place that, and, and, Forbidding him to do what he, the action that he did, he should he should be punished. Exactly. But I think if you're gonna punish him, you should go about it in a way that protects him. If if you if, if you're gonna keep him, yes. If you're, if gonna, you're gonna keep now, him, right? If you were gonna, now this would be fine. If you were gonna dismiss him as his role as head coach, exactly. Then all this coming out would be, you know, I would understand all of that. But to keep him on fold. And release all this information and treating him the way that he's been treated. Like I said, he's not a victim in this situation whatsoever. Not at all. It's just strange to me that someone that they that they view as an asset to their team, that they would that they would go that they would win about it with this situation with a little bit more leniency and grace. And it's gonna I don't because I do believe at some point he has to be removed. I don't see how he can come back after all that's transpired, after all that we know, and walk into that locker room and walk into Brad Stevens and, and all the higher ups after what what's all been said and what's all been put out there. I don't see how he can be looked at the same. I don't see how he can look at them the same. So I do believe at some point he's going to be removed as head coach. 
And to kind of, you know, get to the question that you asked, yes, I do believe, on, like, before, prior to all this, I do believe, I was very bullish, I was very high on the Celtics. Because I, I, I said last week, I love the acquisition of Malcolm Brogdon. I believe 100, 100% if they would have had Malcolm Brogdon in that series against Golden State, I believe that the Boston Celtics would be world champions right here today. Because that was the piece that seemed to be the most glaring me when you watched that series. You watched how they, you know, Offensively, how how they played at times, they they very they they really didn't have a a, a pure point guard yeah. or a guy who can really you know yeah. orchestrate an offense. That series just came down to inexperience, you know. Yeah, but yeah, this tiring situation, it, it's a weird situation. There's you know gotta what? be there's gotta be more to this than we yeah. know. You know, and you know what frustrates me though about this situation and the timing that it came out. It really took away the attention for what was going on in Phoenix with the owner Robert Sarver. You know, I I was Corey. I was just getting ready to get to that point. Which which really should have been like that. Like that, it should never be tolerated. What he did, that should never be yeah. tolerated. So, and that's what I really hate about this situation. That it really took attention away from something. From to me, uh, like yeah, it, from it, a it, more it, serious it, matter. Like I said, this is a this is a very. Th- th- this is very oppy. This situation is very, very messy and very sus to me. Yeah. I because just, some I of the facts that. don't line up. I'm just going to say, and like you said, what Robert Sarver, how he conducted himself is inexcusable in any fashion. Any fashion. Any fashion. And that, not, and not, that's not, a not, not in the Phoenix Suns workplace, in any workplace, in any place in society. You know, if you if you want to criticize Ami Udoka and say, you know, you know what he did was wrong, and you you want like I said, no one's here to defend Ami Udoka. But the attention should be on Robert Sarva and and his actions, which are egregious in any fashion. Any fashion, man. Any fashion, and it's just unacceptable. So yeah, that, and that 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 was just my takeaway from it. Like 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 you said, not defending Ami Udoka at all. Not one bit. But I just feel that it it took away. From the attention that was being and brought also, to the situation, not just him. There's, there's a former quarterback that should be getting some attention too. Yeah, and that was to me. I, I don't. I, Who was in a very similar situation to this years ago with the Jets, and he wasn't. There was no punishment that was rained down on him. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's a story. Yeah, that. That's, but that's a yeah. topic for another day. We won't get yeah. into that. So. so, but yeah, to cap it off, yeah, I think. I think I mean Doka should have. They should have just fired him on. Yeah, I mean I, I don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand the the thought process and keeping right. him on board after all. Because what if this? What if this assistant comes in and does it and does a great job? What do you, What do you do then? Yeah. So I yeah. Yeah, I, I just don't. Yeah, that, that's a, like I said. That's a very so, messy situation, right. and I yeah. There, there, there's got to be more to it than what we know. Right. All right. So moving on to our last topic here. So we're gonna talk about. So ESPN. No, we don't talk. ESPN just recently um, released uh, their top 100 players. Um, so I'll read the top 10 ranking here. I'll just go from 10 to 1. They got 10, Devin Booker, 9, John Morant, 8, Kevin Durant, 7, Jason Tatum, 6, LeBron James, 5, Steph, 4, Joel Embiid, 3, Luka, Two, Nikola Jokic. One, Giannis Antetokounmpo. And so I'm talking to, and I'll just, and I'm gonna let you, I'll let you have the floor here. 
because I know you're a huge LeBron fan. Mm-hmm. My question to you is: LeBron at the age that he is now, I believe he he'll be 38 this year, if I'm not mistaken. Is LeBron right now currently is he still a top five player in the NBA? Okay. Thank you for conceding the floor to me, by the way. Yes, I am. You're not going to – I'm a huge LeBron fan, obviously. You probably won't find a bigger LeBron fan than me. He's by far the greatest player that I've seen. I think that we both seen. Undoubtedly. And he's my GOAT. He's mine. He's who I think the goat is. Now that's you can you can you can debate on whatever how you want to, but from my point of view, LeBron is the goat. And before we get to that, let me just let, let, let me just let me just bring this to attention. Let me let me just we're st- we're having a debate on whether a guy going into his twentieth season is still a top five player in the NBA. And it's a valid debate. It's a valid. That's debate. what we're sitting here yeah, doing. That, that, yeah. That's pretty impressive. We're sitting there having a debate on whether a guy going into his 20th season is still a top five player in the game. And I'm not going to let people just sit here and just like try and brush that aside. Like that's not something that's just simply amazing. That probably will never be, that probably will never be broached ever again. Yes. I'm a huge LeBron fan objectively. I believe he's the greatest player that I've ever seen. And I also believe he's the most underappreciated player in terms of what he's accomplished. Some of the criticism that he gets at times is ridiculous. Compared to other great players. So, yes, we're having a debate on whether he's a top five player. And... Objectively, you ready for this? Mm-hmm. I don't have LeBron as a top five player in the league. Wow, I don't. I'm wow. objective now. Wow, that's surprising. And I, I, you know, I'll go ahead and I'll reach and I'll tell. I'll, I'll, I'll just reach you my top five right now, and I'll, I'll get into why I don't have LeBron in my top five. But let me also say this too: I don't have Kevin Durant in there either. So let me go ahead and get into my top five. <laughs> <laughs> so number one, come on. If, if there's anyone out, let me just say this real quick. If there's anyone out here that's debating whether Giannis Antetokounmpo is not the best player in the league, you need to be immediately drug that's tested. Not a, that's not even a debate, bro. I'm not having debates with people about that. I'm not I mean, come debates. on, man. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not anybody. With at some point, Stevie you, Wonder can. At, at, at some point, we have to acknowledge what we what we've seen with Giannis. I mean, this guy is doing things that we've never seen before. Y'all, y'all hated on Giannis when he first, when he first, when he first started winning MVP. And that's what goes into it. And then, and then he won the championship and he it's still ca- can't. It's kind of, look, it's kind of Lamarish when you think about it. Do you agree because, with that? Yeah, because it's not, it's not, it's not flashy. He, he's not going to give you a pull up heavy. He's not going to do all that. And the, no, in, in terms of what the critique was on Giannis, we never thought that we could see him uh, reach the heights that he's reached and people just don't want to believe what we're seeing. So yeah, Giannis is number one for me, and it's really that's that's not that was easy for me. I wrote he was the first name I wrote. Number two, I got Luca. Mm-hmm. Number three, 
I have Nikola Jokic, the two-time reigning MVP and the best big man in basketball. Yes, I said it. Yes. Absolutely not. You you gonna have your chance to review? Uh, yeah. Okay. 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 But yeah, how can you? What are you? Hold on. Let me nah, nah. Go ahead. Go ahead, man. Go okay. Ahead, man. Yeah, I'm gonna let you go. But yeah, how, how can you not have the two-time reigning MVP in the top five? I mean, come on. Are, are we ridiculous? What, what are we doing here? I Four. I got Steph. Because I think he deserves to be in the top five after what he did. I mean, he did lead them to a championship, and he won Finals MVP. Four, I have Joel and B. Now, this was very this this where it got tricky. Five, you have Joel. Four, four, four. I mean, no, 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 no. Five, five, five. Okay. Yeah. Because you said Giannis, Giannis Luka, Jokic, Steph, and B. Okay. Yeah, and B is number five. Okay. And I got LeBron right behind and B at number six. Now, the reason I gave those five players the, the nod over LeBron was because. I believe at this stage, those five players can be at their greatest more consistently on a nightly basis than LeBron James can at his stage in career right now. Listen. I can agree with that. Listen. Like I said, I'm the hugest LeBron fan you'll find. But I'm objective, man. As great as LeBron was last year, in year 19, there is no denying that LeBron James is in decline. He can no longer dominate the game physically the way he used to ten years, five, six years ago. And it's obvious if you watch him. I mean, yeah, he has flashes. On a given night, can he be greater than any of those players I just named? Absolutely. But he, he he's not... He, LeBron James, ten years ago could step on the basketball court and physically dominate any game at any point in time. He can no longer do that. Now, he's still highly productive. More so that goes into, like, you know, his basketball IQ and how smart he is as a player. But, yeah, there's no question that LeBron is on the – is, is you know, he's not what he once was. Night from night, he can no longer, he can no longer carry a team on a nightly basis like he once could. Agreed. And, you know, so I got him right in number six, and I got KD number seven right behind LeBron. So I'll, I'll let you – and I got some more, and I'm going to explain that too. I'm going to let you go ahead and, you know, okay. get your top five. And I'm, I'm going to get my top ten since the ESPN ranking was the top ten. Right, so see, I, 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 didn't, I didn't do top ten. But I could see I was going to leak into the six and seven, so I just, I just did ten. So ten – I'm going to start from ten and down down to one. So ten, I have. This may shock some people. I got Jason Tatum as the top ten player. Mm-hmm. Even though I probably would have had to, like I said, I didn't do my team right. Even though he, team. I thought he he kind of underperformed in the finals, but it's it's okay. Every, everybody's been there. Nine, when healthy, I still I still got Damian Lillard. I got Damian Lillard as the top ten. Wow. Oh man, it's no question, man. See, Dame Dame had a down year. Be, he, I mean, Dame really wasn't healthy this year. He didn't play a lot of games. But when Dame was healthy, come on, man. Second best point guard in the league. Well, I mean, it depends on if y'all think Luka's a point guard or not. But that that's not that's not for, for me to debate. But so I got Dame at nine because I just think Dame is just just he's box office, bro. Eight. <laughs> I got Jokic. Oh I'm sorry, guys. So, hold on, so yes, so, I have Jokic. So l- l- okay, come on, man. So the the come on, man. Two-time back-to-back reign MVP. I got him top ten. Is not in the top five players in the game? Nope. 
I don't have them top 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 five. I'm sorry. Okay, okay. I, I I'm eager to hear you explain it, and I'm I'm sure our listeners will be eager to explain that too. So take it away. Okay, he's a back to back two time MVP, and you know I put him in the class with Steve Nash. A lot of people don't really respect those two time two time MVPs that Steve Nash did. He got he got them, but we think somebody else should have got them. And I just think I don't think Jokic, I don't think he impacts winning. I just don't. So he won the MVP as a six seed. That team, and they were th- see, and this is why I disagree with him winning the MVP. I don't think you can win an MVP if your team is two games away from being in the play-in. That's yeah, where they were yeah, last year. But you have to also take into. Okay. Are you going to say that he didn't have Jamal Murray and Michael Porter? No, he did not. Is that a okay. fact? Okay, that's a fact. But if that's going to be your reason for him winning MVP, that cannot be the same reason that he got gentlemen swept by the Warriors. Because that, that's what they told me. That's what they told me. Oh, he won MVP. He he didn't have he didn't have my, uh Jamal Murray. Oh, why did he get swept by the Warriors? He didn't have he didn't have Jamal Murray and Michael Porter. No, that cannot be the same reason. If you're if you're if you're that player, I'm not saying I'm not saying that you're going to beat the Warriors, but was, get swept. Was there any player last year that was more valuable to their team's success than Nikola Jokic? He doesn't impact winning, bro. He just he doesn't. Okay, impact was winning. there one person last year that picked them to win that series against the Golden State Warriors? No. Or thought they had a, even the slightest chance of winning that series. Well, if you got the MVP, the two-time back-to-back MVP, one, you think you had a chance? No. Because one player, come on, Corey. Now you you know this. If that's the case, LeBron would have thirteen championships right now. But but okay, we're not complaining. Comparing no, 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 come on, no, let's no, not do that. No, 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 no. Let's I'm not, not do that because that. that. Come but on, man, they, you can't do that. You know how this works in the NBA. The better team always wins. I don't have them top five, Carl. Okay, you're not swaying me, bro. I do. Okay, that's fine. I I don't think he's the best big man in the league. I don't. Okay, seven. I got Kevin Durant. Number six, and this has always been my stance. So you and you notice, know I've always thought Kawhi was better than KD. You have when healthy, mm-hmm. when healthy. So I got Kawhi six. And to answer the question, I think LeBron is top five. I got him right at five. Okay. I got him right at five. And four, I got Joel Embiid. I think he's the best big man in the game. Three, I don't. But three, I got Stephen Curry. I, ha- I, I'm not, a, I'm not a huge fan of Steph Curry, but I have to respect what he did last year. Mm-hmm. Got to. Two, I got Luka Doncic. One, and it's not even a debate. It's Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah, not a debate at all. Not a debate. So to answer the question, I do think LeBron is still top five. So I got LeBron right at five. And I think, and my my reason being, I just think LeBron is still, like you say, on any given night, he can he can have a performance. He can be great on, any, on on a given night. He can be as great as any of those players on that list. Absolutely, he can. But I don't think he can be consistently at his best as much as those guys on that list from a night in night out basis. I don't think physically. I don't think he can no longer. Is he still great? Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. But I don't think that he can carry. He can no longer carry the burden. He really shouldn't have to. Yeah, I mean, well, we all know that. We, we, yeah, that's a different discussion. But yeah, I, I think that those guys, 
impact their team success more than LeBron James can at this point in time. Okay, I'm. I mean, I'm not mad at that. I I can agree with that. Now, but I still think I still think what LeBron what LeBron is capable of doing on a night maybe not a night in night night out basis maybe like a every other night basis. Mm-hmm. I just think he's still at the at the, at the helm. I think he's just still. I think I think he's still top five. So that's just my opinion. Okay. I got him right outside the top five, but that could change at some point. You know, this is this is just going into the season. I mean, we we could you know be here. We could. I still I still believe that if LeBron can 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 stay healthy, I I think last year LeBron played at an MVP level. Oh, absolutely. But see, that's that that's what you just said. That was a question five four or five years ago that we never ever asked if if can LeBron James stay healthy. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, we have to factor that in now. Because, like I said, when I just say on a nightly basis, that also means what we always say: the best ability ability is availability. That's true. Can he be as his vet? And that Steph has had his injuries too, and so have Joel and B. But you know, you know, I wasn't a fan of Joel and B at first, but I'm not the he, biggest fan. He's kind of won me over over the years. Honestly, I just think he's. I think I think he's the best big man in, in the game. I do. That's just me. I won't argue that. Obviously, I just said I think Nikola Jokic is, but you know, I I think okay. I think what separates the two is the overall impact and the consistency of the two. Joel and Joel is consistent. No, Joel Embiid at times looks like the most dominant player that that stepped on the basketball floor outside of Shaq. I mean. I think uh, on both con- ends. I think he's consistent. I just think I just think the problem with Joel Joel is health. I mean, but you can't you can't go out there and give me the same thing. We you know you know we we get on Anthony Davis about this all the time. You can't go out there and give me forty one and fifteen and five blocks one game, and then show up the next game and give me fourteen and seven. You can't do it. Mm-hmm. And we've seen him do that on the big. We've seen him do that in playoff series. Say what you want about Nikola Jokic in that, and not, 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 you know, not, his team not winning, not impacting winning. But he shows up and he's a model of consistency every night. For sure. And that plays a part in it. For sure. Yeah. One last point I'll make here and then we're going to wrap it up. About, about Luka. I have Luka as the second best player in the, in, in the NBA. But this is what I will say about Luka. I think Luka's, I think his career will shape out to be he's gonna I think he's gonna win multiple MVPs in this league. I think he's gonna make multiple first team all NBAs. He's gonna be a he's gonna be a multiple time all star. But I don't I don't know if he's gonna win a championship. I don't know that because and, and I look at the Mavericks and I say if they don't get him a second guy He's not gonna. He. I don't think he's gonna win a championship. But then, then I look at it and I say, and I say, who, who, whose style of play? Like with Luca's style of play, who would really be a good fit with him? You would have to get him someone that that plays off the ball, and you know isn't solely dependent. Is isn't and, ball okay? Dominant. But that's the thing. I don't think there there's a a good enough number two in like, the league. I, I believe, right now, I believe a Bradley Beal on that team would be perfect for Luca. Yeah, but I don't know if that gets them over the top, though. It may not get the see. See, Luca, Luca is talented enough where his greatness alone can carry you over a better team. 
Kind of like LeBron in his he prime. Did, he did that this year. He did. We've seen it this year with the Suns. Absolutely. So you don't really need a, a, another guy next to him that's kind of like equal footing to him. You just need somebody that when Luca say is not so. It's kind of it's kind of like the Chris Middleton thing with Giannis. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I think Luca will need like. Not confirm him to LeBron, but like you just said, the situation, like when LeBron was with the Cavs, he was head and shoulders, undoubtedly the best player, but he just needed somebody like D Wade to kind of, you know, not right. teach mm-hmm. him, teach him how to, how to, how to mm-hmm. get over that hump. So I think if Luca can get somebody like that, then I think he, he'll be all right. But as currently constructed with the Mavs right now, I just don't, I don't know. I think Jason Kidd has that team. Playing, playing I, well, I, I, I and think, he's and he's got him playing good I, I, defense. I so I don't know. To, I expect him to take a step forward this year. I really do. I don't. Am I? I don't know if I'm. I don't know if they're. I'm, I'm not picking him to win the West. Right. But I do think that, and it's kind of hard to say that because they did go to the West Conference Finals last year. But I think that I don't know. I think Jay, them losing Jalen Brunson is going to hurt them a little bit because they're going to. I, I don't some, really. I don't really know that because Jalen Brunson w- was. When Luca went down in that earlier in those playoffs, I think you seen Jalen Brunson. You couldn't get the best out of Jalen Brunson with Luka. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that, you know, that, you know, they're going to be, they're going to miss that as much because I don't think you got, I don't think you max Jalen Brunson out with him and Luka together on the court together. Yeah. So I think that you can, what, what Jalen Brunson provided you, I think you can get that from somewhere else to go alongside Luka, if that makes okay. sense. Yeah, man, and, uh, I don't know. I just got to. Because I know some people are going to hear this, and some people are going to, you know, come to the assumption, oh, my God, you got KD not in your top five. He's number seven behind LeBron. Listen here, man. And I'm going to try to make this quick. Not top five to me either. Yeah, neither one of us have him. Until LeBron James falls off a cliff, or he comes out here and he starts averaging 15.5 and, 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 and is just breaking down, Kevin Durant will never have the nod over LeBron James in my book. Ever. And I'll explain to you why. Because all these people that have trying to been not, that have, that have been trying to knock LeBron James off the mantle stool in favor of Kevin Durant over the years, one thing you have failed to do. You have failed to critique him in the same light that you do LeBron James. Had LeBron James blew a 3-1 lead in the Western Conference Finals, and then in the offseason, linked up with the same team that he blew that lead to, he would have... He would have been excoriated. Excoriated, (laughs) castrated, tarred and feathered, to lack of a better term. I mean, and people try to... and When people broach this argument, they try and make every single point to put Kevin Durant over LeBron James. And when you really have no, there is no metric, no facts, nothing that you can use to say that Kevin Durant has ever been a better player than LeBron James. You want to say that Kevin Durant's a better shooter? You want to say he's a better pure scorer? Yeah, I'll give you that. But guess I, I got some news for you. Their career scoring averages and field goal percentages are identical. LeBron's at career scoring average is 27.2. I think KD's a tick behind him at 27.1. LeBron's a career 50% shooter. Kevin Durant's a career 49% shooter. So what are we talking about at the end of the day? 
LeBron's by far a better uh, LeBron's a better rebounder, by far a better facilitator, by far a better defender, by far a better leader. Let me just let me just jump in here real quick and and just kind of kind of kind of wrap this put the bow on this for you. We've seen we've seen what LeBron has been asked to do his whole career. He's been asked to score, defend the best player, get you get your eight assists and rebound. That's what we we seen we seen what happened when KD had to do that against against the Bucks in that game 7 when his toe was on the line. When there was when James Harden was on half of a leg, mm-hmm. we seen what happened, right? In, in that fourth quarter, yeah, he hit that shot to tie it. But you know what he did in that overtime? He went over five. He went over five and airballed the game winning. And shot. you know what was said? He ran out of gas. He ran out of gas. But when I bring that up to people about the 2016 finals, when LeBron was out there with his second best player, Matthew Dellavedova. And I say, well, he just he did all he could. He maxed out. They say, no, he got to bring that home. No, 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 no. The great ones don't run out of gas. Jordan would have never run out of gas. Kobe would have never run out of gas. That's what it gets told to me. Listen, man. I just said earlier, LeBron, in my opinion, is the greatest from my point of view. And if if you and if you gonna sit here and say that some, that Jordan is the greatest. I'm not gonna beat you up. We can debate all day, but I'm not. I'm not gonna sit here and tell you you're wrong because you think that someone else is greater than LeBron. But what we have to do is be fair when we're making that critique. We can't sit up here and hold LeBron and throw LeBron to the coals because he got swept in the finals at 21 years old against the San Antonio Spurs. But when Jordan at at at, at 22 years old gets swept in the first round against the Boston Celtics, we can't sit up here and say, "Oh, he oh, but he was God in tennis shoes." Because he cannot dri- do that. Because he dropped 63, he lost. He lost the game. Come on, man, it's ridiculous. I mean, it, it, it's it's like people try and make things so unique to LeBron. Yeah, and I'm not the hugest LeBron fan, but I, I'm fair in my in my critique. I'm fair I mean, in my critique with him. It, it's like you know, and take for instance, I, I'll bring the one stain that LeBron can never get over, the 2011 Finals. To this day, he can't get over it. And I, and and and, I, and you've heard me say, I'm never, I'm not gonna make excuses for that whatsoever. Yeah, I still don't know what that was, man. That was just they they lost that series because of LeBron James. LeBron James cost the Miami Heat a championship with his performance because he was bad. I've never def- I've never tried I've never defended it. I've never tried to defend it. It happened. But since then, he's won four championships and two league MVPs since then, and has and has been one of the premier playoff performers in the history of the game in the finals since then. But people say. Oh no, that's a stain on his legacy. That diminishes him as a player. He showed what he was really made of. I got, I got, and, and I got something for you. That same finals. Did anybody notice? And this is not a knock against this guy. He's one of the greatest. I'm not knocking him. Does anybody notice what happened earlier in that series against that uh, to that, that same Mavericks team? You know what they did to the great Kobe Bryant, rest his soul. They swept him in round two. And Kobe was horrible. For, that was let me just say that was an all-time great finals run by by Dirk and the Mavs. It right? was who they went through OKC, the Baby Thunder, you can call them, but and then swept the swept Kobe, the defending champions. The two-time, year. repeat two-time defending right, champions. Right, they were on their way to a three-peat, and Dirk said no way. And then to beat the big three Miami Heat, that's one of the all-time greatest finals run. I just want to throw that out there, but yeah, man, you can't. You, 
what you guys try to do with Kevin Durant and, and LeBron James is, is it's it, ridiculous. It's, it's not a debate. It's and, never and, been and, a and debate. If, and, and if Kevin Durant was asked to do what LeBron has been asked to do over his career, he well, it's clear he can't do it. Yeah, he can't do it. But all right, man, we're gonna wrap this up, man. So we just want to thank you all for tuning in once again, man. We'll be back next week with another episode of Brotherly Love of Sports, man. Thank y'all for tuning in, man. Yes, sir. Peace.